0: We should
1: really do that. This will be the once and for all structuralism definition.
0: It'll be really hard. It's a contested definition, that is what I'm hearing from you.
1: Uh, Jung is not technically a structuralist because structuralism is post-saussure by definition. But he is retroactively a structuralist because the subject develops from innate algebraic structures that are consistent throughout all subjects yeah
0: like there's definitely a parallel between you know critical theory with a capital c and a capital t which comes from the frankfurt school and then critical theory just you know more broadly understood as like various traditions that date back to ancient greeks and it's the same sort of thing with structuralism right there's like structuralism with the capital s that comes from Saussurean linguistics. And then there's just sort of structuralism as it exists, in, you know, psychoanalysis and Marxism and various kinds of political science and sociology. They're all structuralists, but not all of them are with a capital S, Saussurean structuralists. But to some degree, they believe that there's some sort of constant or consistent abstract structure that determines whatever their topic is if they're politics than people's political beliefs for example
1: and i think what's important in this loose in the loose definition of structuralist is that these things emerge throughout time as opposed to being like some a, a transcendent structure like an essentialist might say you have a structure and then even though the Time changes, history changes, structures still emerge that correspond. So by the loose definition, you could even call like Marx a structuralist Mm. or Jung.
0: Yeah. And it's really strange to think about where do you find structure? How does it exist? Like, where do you find it? Is it in our heads? Is it a kind of thing that exists between us, between us as in people in a society? You know, you got it's it's kind of a weird shift to think of these abstract structures that kind of just float over us and determine what we do. There's there's different ways of thinking about, I guess you'd say, the modality of the structure, like like how it exists, what what mode of existence does it take on? Because it's not actually existing like a literal structure like a house. It's abstract. It. Exists in the ether, in a sense. It's a pure virtual kind of being. It's not real. It's not actual, as you'd say. But
1: the emergences of different aspects through time, whether it's language, society, religion, or perceptual experience, it's going to follow the same pattern pretty much every time because there's a structure there. Right. So it's kind of like the content is not predictable, but the pattern is going to ultimately predictable. So you can turn these very complex human phenomena into algebraic formula. And what's really important about structuralism, if we're talking about like the history of thought, is that things that would seem so impossible to explain, like complex societies or the human psyche... It just seems like there's so much going on that you couldn't offer any explanation to it. And structuralism comes along and says, no, if you look hard enough, if you if you analyze, you can find structures that are consistent in these things. So it's very helpful as a explanatory apparatus that you can sort of hang stuff on. And then we have post-structuralism, which ha- says, okay, you're hanging way too much on that. Um, these centers don't really exist. But it is very helpful in saying, the most complex thing you can imagine actually does have something consistent somewhere inside it that it's following.
0: Right. And then, uh, so that's what I, w- I was going to kind of ask the distinction between post-structuralism and structuralism, because obviously post-structuralism is not going to deny the structure that it exists because we can all see it's more about the core, right? Like what's behind that structure that is, that is that issue. So, so like a, stru- a structuralist, like, like it, by what you said, would believes in some kind of, as you said, core.
1: Yeah, or, or centers, as the centers, term we'd probably right. use. Because the very first post-structuralist text, at least that I know of, um, Eric, I'll give it to you after this in case it's wrong, but Structure Sign in Play was Derrida's first text, or it was actually a lecture, I think, that he gave. But it's considered kind of the first post-structuralist text when he says you can't, build so much around these centers because the centers aren't stable. You're kind of building too much of an apparatus, too much of a structure on top of something that's, uh, if you you look at it carefully, it's a little more wobbly. That would be my best guess. I mean, to hear them
0: talk about it, the post-structuralists, you might say, they might say something like they're not really saying anything that's not already implicit in the text that they're critiquing already i mean to some to some thinking if you want to be a historicizer or a historian of ideas then yeah like post-structuralism emerges in the say 60s and 70s but if you ask if you get into the theory you know post-structuralism was there from the start and it's implicit and they just bring it out they don't the, and it and that question of stability is key right structuralists believe in that stable structure at has a core or a center and post-structuralism always finds that the center is not the center <laughs> the truth is not the truth as a one modern conservative post-structuralist put it,
1: it was Giuliani. you Giuliani talking about Rudy Giuliani
0: <laughs> <laughs> he, yeah